Online, wolfroofing.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Five after 11, hour number two is upon us here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you up until, well, just towards noon. Then Murph and Andy slide on in here at 1, the Fanatics at 3 o'clock. Iowa Wild, they play tonight. If you can't make it to the game, if you're interested in listening to the game, we've got it here on KXNO. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State for KASI 1430 on the AM dollar. you working tonight, Dave Sproul, the little Cyclones play? Yep, and he's got a home doubleheader tonight with Anthony Centennial. Um, good games? Do you anticipate? Close? Uh, not on the girls' side. Gotcha. Uh, probably not. Uh, the boys' game, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Ames won by Trent. You know this better than me. You were there. Yeah. Uh, about 20 <laughs> down in Ankeny last time they met. Yeah, decently close for a while. Ames pulled away in the second half of that one. Well, well that's see. the game you worked for Sproul. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, was yeah. down in Norman, Norman Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready for that one, and we'll see the rematch coming up here in a few weeks. But yeah, we'll see, Dave. What's left on the little cyclone schedule on the boys' side as they gear up and get ready for sub-state? Look like, boy, they got a great path. You're going to more than likely be at Wells Fargo Arena this year. Yeah, uh, the sub-states, I think, are going to get set tomorrow. as mm-hmm. The groupings are already out, but I think the coaches get together tomorrow and decide the seedings. And Ames should be a number one seed in, in sub-state uh, and then... Uh, they got some games next week. They got a game with Johnston, which will be really intriguing, I think, next week. And then on the 14th is the rematch with Waukee Northwest, which I think should be a really good matchup, too. Well, Dave, uh, we've got Texas and Iowa State. Longhorn Network has it, KSI, and the bus uh, have the call of that one uh, tomorrow if you don't get the Longhorn Network. It's a rematch. We've seen game one went to Iowa State. It was early in the year, right? Maybe middle of January. And uh, Gabe Kalsher was one of those nights that Kalsher had it going. He was, he was, his three ball was going in, uh, and he led the team in scoring. But before we get the preview of this one, let's go back to earlier in the week. Kansas in town. Uh, no Agbaji, no uh, Martin. Both of those uh, two really good players for the Jayhawks couldn't answer the bell. Uh, but look, this is a roster. It's Kansas we're talking about, after all, that they have some other guys, and some of those other guys stepped up, and uh, Iowa State, uh, uh, unfortunately, because the building was packed and they wanted to explode, uh, but it didn't go their way. Yeah, that was a rough outing defensively. Obviously, Kansas State shot, what, 56% on the night. And, and after the game, T.J. Alsberger chalked that up just to a lack of aggressiveness. And, you know, the Iowa State defense just not playing with the intensity. And he called it, you know, unacceptable, that, that outcome. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that and how they come out against Texas. And it'll also be interesting to see if Texas does something similar to what Kansas did which is they just planted David McCormick at the free throw line. The whole offense went through him, and he was able to turn around and hit some jumpers from that range. And I think Texas has a guy in David Carr is capable of doing that. But, uh, you know, we'll see if they follow that same strategy. And that's something, you know, when uh, TJ actually talked to the media yesterday, he kind of acknowledged, yeah, the way we do the ball pressure and all that, it kind of leaves some gaps, and sometimes it leaves the easy baskets. And, and what Kansas was able to do there 
really took advantage of that defensive style, but he still believes that, you know, if Iowa State plays to the intensity and aggressiveness level that he wants, they'll be able to create enough turnovers to offset whatever maybe easy baskets or open looks that they might give up on the on the offensive end. So that's that's really going to be the key, as it always is for Iowa State, if they can, you know, clamp out and be uh, where they want to be in terms of their aggressiveness and, and intensity on defense. Dave, I know I brought it up to you before about the possibility looking forward if the offensive woes continue of a lineup change be a grill getting out there with his shooting ability, Kuntz doing something like that. We saw lineup chains with Jones taking over for Condit in the middle. What would it take? Would it take, you know, another couple game losing streak for, for Otzelberger to push that button and maybe look at a change, getting some more punch in the starting lineup? I think, I think TJ would have to be convinced, and I'm just kind of drawing some conclusions here, not really based on anything I know for sure, but I think it would take either confidence that guys like Grill and or Kuntz could defend at the level of the guys who are starting now and still be able to produce on offense to, to make a change because the way, you know, Kalsher defends his on ball defense is really exemplary. You know, obviously Tyrese Hunter is, is really solid in that regard. And those guys, they do bring some offense, but it's not consistent enough for me, at least when I look at it to say, well, that's worth the, the offset on the loss of the defensive end that you would have there. So those guys, I think, would have to, the guys on the bench would have to raise their defensive level a little bit to get up to, to what, the, you know, Kalsher brings to the table. And you'll just be willing to roll your dice and hope that Kalsher has a hot hand, uh, you know, when it comes around to that. But you know you can rely on his defense. And so that's what TJ is is banking on right now. You know, I, I'd hate to catch you off guard on this, uh, Dave, because I, I don't know either. Trey King was... Um, was it, wasn't he trying to... Weren't they petitioning for him to get mid-season eligibility. I mean, he's a guy, Eastern Kentucky kid, transferred in. Um, decent score, uh, you know, the double-digit score at Eastern Kentucky. But weren't they weren't they petitioning uh, the NCAA to speed up his eligibility clock? Do you know if it's, it's obviously didn't happen, right? Yeah, uh, you did catch me off guard with that because I can't remember now if they – I mean, they, they waited to announce that he'd even joined the team, I think, for mm-hmm. some time. Uh, when everybody, you know, already knew he was in town. Because he bounced around that, a couple of places, correct? Didn't he go to yeah, Georgetown he, for a minute? He was at he was at Georgetown actually at the start of this season or during the off season and didn't play there and ended up transferring to Iowa State. So I think that probably factored into the the what I'm assuming is the decision by the NCAA not to allow him to play right away. So I'm assuming it's an NCAA rule that yeah. he has to sit out the rest of the season and will join the team in the fall. Yeah, the reason I bring it up is you're looking down the bench trying to find that secondary scoring, you know, uh, on a consistent basis. We've seen Kalsher do it. We said we've seen Grill uh, get his, Coons get his, but it's it, it would be it'd be nice if you know it would be somebody but Brockington you can count on you know, every night to be that guy that um, you know that's second uh, in the box score, and they just don't have it. That's why I was wondering if maybe uh, he might get the uh, the wave. You know what? Come on down, you're eligible, but we'll see. Anyways, with that Texas tomorrow, a Texas team that. Got beat up by Texas Tech. You knew it was kind of waiting there for Coach Beard uh, going back to Tuesday of this week. They're back home here. Weird environment as they're working on the Irwin Center and getting a new building set up there. What do you anticipate the environment's going to be back? Uh, like a team coming back home after that rough one out of Texas Tech and still Texas basketball, just so different than Texas football. Yeah, it is very different in that you are not counting on a full arena. I mean, they're building a new arena and – the weird thing about it is this is Texas, but they're going to a smaller 
basketball arena because they can't fill the one they have now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's all that. I mean, you'd have to get, you'd probably have to get Texas up to the level where Beard had Texas Tech before they really are going to start filling their own building. And then they're obviously not there uh, right now because I, one, I don't think they have the talent that you, you need to be up there. And mm-hmm. despite some of the hype of, of the guys that were transferring in, uh, and, and so the, I don't think this is going to be an intimidating factor by any means for Iowa State, especially a team that's already played in Lawrence and, and played a pretty good game there. So I think that the, the Cyclones uh, are not going to walk out there and be intimidated by any means. No, I agree with you. I think this is a very winnable basketball game tomorrow. You mentioned Carr. He can uh, he can get his. Jones, he was unbelievable from the three-point line. I remember that vividly uh, in the uh, first game of the season. Trey Jackson, speaking of the three-point line, boy, he had it going on the other night uh, against Kansas. He was that secondary scoring. Can they... Is there is there a chance that uh, consistently they can count on Trey Jackson to be that guy? Because he's certainly playing with a way different confidence level this year, seemingly. Uh, he's found his place. He's found his role, 18, 16, 20 minutes, somewhere in there. Uh, and he had it going on the other night. Might he be that secondary scoring, Dave Sproul? Yeah, the jury is still out for, for now, but he's certainly trending in the right direction. Now, we've seen... Some stretches, and we've had a couple good games back to back in terms of shooting the ball. But I think you're right; his confidence is showing at a higher level than I think I've ever seen it, and uh, it's a credit to, to his work ethic and his patience. Uh, as a guy who's been through a couple bad seasons and has had his own struggles shooting the ball at times, and uh, now going through a coaching change and dealing with a lot of new teammates coming into this season, but he has stayed the course and kept working at it, and it's always cool to see a guy like that get rewarded with, with more playing time and more success, and and we'll see. If he can stay in that rhythm and keep that confidence up, then maybe he can become that guy who's reliable off the bench. I don't know if that'll be enough to really put enough of a charge in the Iowa State offense to get him over the hump in, in terms of what they need on the offensive side, but it certainly would be a lift to be able to bring a guy in off the bench and know you can count on him for some scoring. Signing day comes and goes. It just, it's so different, Dave. And we don't t- talk a ton of recruiting with you. Not really part of what you do, but still just the, the different feel that you have. February, just what a big deal it once was. And now just kind of comes and go with a whimper. Yeah. When I first started working here 16 years ago, we did the, we carried the Dan McCartney <laughs> signing day press conference live on the, on the air in the middle of the afternoon. It was, it was a big deal back then. And, that kind of waned off over the years. The internet became more of a resource for people who wanted to follow recruiting and, and all that. So it's, it's very different now, obviously, with the new earlier uh, signing period. So you're talking about two scholarship guys and 10 walk-ons who get introduced on a day where you used to talk about 20, 25 mm-hmm. guys who were signing their, their letters of intent on that day. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very different now, but it's still something that if you're into recruiting, you'll want to pay attention to because – you never know. It's neat to see. I think seven of the ten walk-ons are all from Iowa, and it's neat to see that. And, and you know, it's worth keeping an eye on those guys a little bit just to see if they do break through and, you know, who becomes the next guy uh, who, who elevates from that walk-on role to maybe even a, a starting role. Last February signing period moment I can remember was in Ames uh, when Paul Rhodes decided to tear a strip off the assembled media <laughs> because Alan Lazard ended up being a cyclone. Remember, were you probably in the room when it happened? I was. It was very awkward. Yeah, it kind of was. Uh, uh, Dave Sproul joining us, 1430 on the AM dial. On a way more serious note uh, from yesterday, Dave, um, 
you know, the, the, Matt Campbell, um, boy, it's hard to poke a hole in anything he's done, right? There he is yesterday um, uh, eulogizing a super fan who sadly uh, lost his battle. Nick Bassett uh, gave, um, um, I believe, his kidneys um Organ donation, maybe maybe more. I think kidneys were part of it. But there's the Iowa State head coach who met Superfan on one of the spirit walks, and they became very close with the family. And really, I have to believe uh, we're a um, you know a a, a a shining light in what was a very dark period for that family is what they were going what they were going through, knowing they were going to lose their son, and they did. And then there's Matt Campbell, uh, you know, leaving the recruiting trail to go meet them at the hospital in his in his uh, final days, and then doing the eulogy. It's it's tough to say anything bad about this guy, and not not that we're looking to do so, but uh, when you see opportunities like that. You should, uh, and I, I feel anyways, you should, you know, just he's a human being, and by the sounds of things, a pretty darn good one. Yeah, it, it really is. It says a lot that he was willing to uh, break away from a recruiting visit because we know that, you know, even for guys who don't follow it that all that closely like me, it is a super important, maybe the most important thing you do. Like everything you you look at uh, the whole of your college football program through the lens of recruiting, and ultimately a lot of decisions come down to, is this going to help me recruit? Is it not going to help me recruit? And if so, you're going to do it. And But this is the case where, where Matt Campbell says, hey, you know what, I, I just have to do something that's more important. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's about life and not just football here. And, and you know, a guy who's given uh, so much hope and joy and, and inspiration to the Iowa State football program and its fan base. And it was obviously more important for Matt Campbell at that moment to be with that family that's come to mean so much to him uh, than to be with a recruit at that moment. And if you're a recruit in that situation, it'd be hard to say, you know, yeah. well, I, I, I don't like this guy. He just left my recruiting visit. Uh, that's kind of thing. I don't know. Most people I would hope would, would want to play for that kind of guy, but, but you know, we'll, we might never know all the details of how that works out. But yeah, um, Matt Campbell is, is is walking the talk here, mm-hmm. where he talks about building a culture and doing the right things, and he's doing that, you know, for himself, and he's setting the example, and he's, he's not motivated because just because he wants to set the example. It's because this is part of who he is. Tells you a lot about the man, no doubt about that. All right, Dave Sprout, thank you. Uh, by the way, we reserved your spot spot in the Curly Club. He said he would only do this uh, hit here oh, with us okay. today if we if we saved him a spot. So. We got three. In. One more. <laughs> one more, I, absolutely. I'm 100% ready to get that hack and uh, let, her, let her rip. Maybe let's do it. Hey, uh, Your Minnesota showings right now, Dave. He did. And speaking of that, and you mentioned this, Trent, uh, earlier, did you watch, what, what in the world were they holding a, this was a big match, right? Soccer in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. in February at night? What was what what help me out, Trent? It was a U.S. qualifier, or a qualifier for the it's World like Cup. It's like a Concacaf, or? yeah. And they put it there. The average temperature twenty eight degrees in St. Paul at that time of year. It was colder than that, and the that has to be average daytime temperature. On top be. of it, and I watched a little bit of it just because I was intrigued, and I saw people talking about it on Twitter. And yeah, it was cold, but the Honduras goalkeeper apparently has hypothermia because of that. Run around in shorts. Can't you get these kids some track pants or something? Why would they hold it there in the first place, Dave? What do you, do you have any idea why? 
Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing that the MLS uh, team up there wanted to host something like this to, to be, you know, a high-profile event mm-hmm. and, and bring more attention to the sport in the, in the Twin Cities. It seems like they've gotten some good support out there out there already. So uh, that's my best guess. But, uh, yeah, why uh, the soccer governing body would allow that to happen in at February. that time uh, it's very strange. Yeah, it's un- it's unusual, I guess, to say the least. Had home field advantage, home pitch advantage in that one. That was the, I don't think Honduras was ready for it. Yeah, and and people showed up to watch it. Oh, yeah, it was packed. Isn't that wild? Dave Sproul, KSI. We're a hearty bunch, aren't we, us Northerners, Sproul? <laughs> uh, no doubt Darn about right. it. Absolutely. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. We'll talk to you Super Bowl Friday. Thank you. You bet. My pleasure. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul, 1430 on the AM dial KSI. That's wild. Mm-hmm. You know, I did see some Twitter on it, and, and, and it's outdoors, and the Honduras goalkeeper's got hypothermia. So I saw highlights also then afterwards. Zubman was doing SportsCenter that night, and mm-hmm. I think there was a game on, so it was on ESPN2. And he had their ESPN's kind of big soccer guy, Jace Tingles, yeah, I don't know. whatever his name is. but He's a manager. <laughs> <laughs> different, different. <laughs> whatever the guy's name, regardless. Yep. But as a soccer guy, he was upset by it. He said it was, that's not what you do. You right. don't play in those conditions. Again, they're running around in shorts. Yes. I. I what would be the thought process? Okay, yeah, we're going to put that it's going to be home field. Yeah, I get that part of it, but just in terms of the impactfulness. And if you're Minnesota, too, and you're up there and you got that new stadium, you got to be excited to have an event like that. Mm-hmm. In February? Can we have you, it in June? You want publicity for your yeah. sport, but is this what you want? I mean, the reason we're talking about it because it doesn't fit. Right. Somebody made the boneheaded decision to play soccer outdoor in, in the St. Twin Paul. Cities in February at night. These people get paid. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kevin Lehman will join. Hey, speaking of pay, we're going to try and make one of our audience a little pay here. Yes. Uh, go to kxno.com once you get there. Enter the keyword win. Win. KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Kevin Lehman next. Ooh, there's a big one at the Knapp Center tomorrow. 5 o'clock tip-off. ESPNU has the TV. It's the Bulldogs and the Panthers. And Kevin Lehman will be here to opine when we come back. Claxon's Barbecue in about 15 minutes or so as well. We'll give four of you a chance to play for Claxon BBQ. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or on learn more at upwork.com. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Guys, you need to get that vasectomy, and you know what's right around the corner. It's March. It's college hoops in the biggest way. Wall-to-wall basketball for four straight days. And how great would it be sitting in that recliner without anything on the to-do list? Get that vasectomy scheduled right now with the Urology Center of Iowa. Call them at 515 400 400 3550 or schedule it online at iowauro.com. Your recliner hoops after your vasectomy 
with Eurado.com. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renter's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renter's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. is right around the corner. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Very uh, creative on your part, that last urology. I got you urology. chuckling over there. <laughs> you have fun with those spots. Oh, I do. The Urology Center, great people over there. And, uh, well, Keith and Andy, during Murph and Andy, they, they had a lot of fun at my expense as I was preparing. Uh-huh. I was saying how excited preparing I was. Preparing for the snip. Before the snip, how yep. excited I was for it. Well, we got it done. Had to do it, and... Now, and then you went and called a, you went and called a game that night too, I did, did you not? Yeah, did that. Did a basketball doubleheader just uh, about an hour and a half after I finished Jeez. the procedure. It was in out. Get it done. March Madness, guys. Make the Perfect call. Perfect opportunities. Yes. Uh, it's eleven thirty. Let's talk to our friend Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors all of our Valley conversation right up and through the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. A game tomorrow night at the Nap. It's the Bulldogs at the Panthers. Kevin Lehman, how are you? I'm doing good, but I'm a little disturbed after listening to that that uh, spot and that conversation <laughs> between you guys. Yeah, really. Hey, are you working the game tomorrow? I am. Clay Mavic and I have that call. And nice. Hop on the road. We go to Springfield. We've got Loyola at Missouri State the following afternoon. So, uh, wow. big weekend in the Valley. There'll be some movement in the top of the Valley. We saw this game just a few weeks back, and that one... Looked like you and I had it wrapped up, coasting into mm-hmm. a victory. Would have been a big one for them. And then Drake came roaring back, then got it a lead in overtime, and Drake came back again. Your takeaway from that and looking forward, you got to feel Coach Jacobson. This is going to be an easy scout getting ready for this one after letting one get away. Yep. Well, easy preparation to get your team ready to go, but if you're Jake, you got to think, what is Darren DeVries going to do differently this time? They – Put Roman Pin on A.J. Green in the last three minutes of that game. He went over the top of the screen. If he got caught, they trapped A.J. Green. They outscored the Panthers 23-5 to to in that game at the McLeod Center. So when you talk about this Drake team, they're scary guys. I mean, they can – and that was without Tank Hipfield. They can really get going if you turn the ball over and let them play what we call going downhill. And I remember that game. I think you worked that game, did you not, Kevin, the first game? The OT game? I did. That's what I thought. And I just watched, I just watched the replay last night. I mean, it was unbelievable. You had a... DeVries couldn't make a shot to save his life. No, but he made a huge Big, block yeah. at A.J. Grant in a game. Right. And he had a double-double. He had 11 points and 11 rebounds. Right. I tell you, the more you watch him play, we're trying to figure out who your minds you have. And like I said, 
You know, he's a poor man's Larry Bird. I know that's a lot of accolades, but this kid is really going to be a great player. No, he is. Already is. Yep. We sing his praises a lot, and he was one for ten. I'm looking at it right now. One for ten from three in that game. Three of 13 overall. Made uh, Did a little damage at the free throw line, so you can expect more from him. So from the Panthers... What can you, and Carter didn't shoot the ball. I mean, he had a poor shooting day as well. Um, what, what what was behind that collapse, Kevin? When you watched it again yesterday, uh, can you pinpoint? I mean, what, what I guess is there was there one event? Was it a you know a um, bunch of stuff coming together? What was it? Well, they trapped uh, AJ Green. They actually got him going backwards with the basketball, and you know he just had the ball in his hands too much. We've seen that happen before with AJ Green late in games. Pounds a little bit with the emergence of Bowen Bourne to take some ball handling off of AJ Green. They're a much better team. I had them the last two games where they pummeled Bradley on Wednesday night and drilled Illinois State. They're really playing the Panthers at a high level offensively. Uh, and what they've done is Carter on the block. Now Drake double teamed Carter and they kept the ball kept away from what we call a sweet spots. Put him on the left block a lot. He loves that right block. So he's got to have a big game for the Panthers tomorrow. You know, you and I doing it a couple of different ways. Continued question, though. Noah Carter, his emergence has been really good. What he can do offensively. Still feels like Austin Fife needs to get mm-hmm. back playing at a high level. Is he going to be able to get back and play you know, 20, 22 minutes a game? Even you told us before about the long COVID that he continues to deal with. Is that even realistic for Austin Fife? No, Trent. Any minutes you get out of him are bonus minutes. So I'm looking his last games. He's getting like 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes tops. And you can see him about three or four trips up and down the court. He's got to come out. So, And that's kind of helped settle him down because now they're gonna, they've been starting Noah Carter. And then what you get from Austin Fife is what you get. I tell you what, Carter's become a matchup nightmare for some teams because there's not a lot of really big in the Valley. And the ones that there are, he can take him out the three-point line. He's got the ability to go by him now off the bounce. He scored 21 over Bradley's six-foot ten kid, Rink Mass, the other night, and he scored in the block. So he's really become a proficient scorer for the Panthers. Uh, the the teams, and you'll see a couple of them coming up uh, tomorrow and then on Sunday as well. So Drake and Loyola both eight and two. Panthers and uh, and Moste both uh, eight and three. And then there's a little bit of separation. Bradley kind of hanging around on the periphery, but everybody else is out of the regular season conference race. When this thing all shakes out, Kevin, I know you do a lot of games, and there's uh, analysts don't like to you know to forecast what they think is going to. Or some of them don't. Um, is it? Can you can you throw anybody out of that? Group Missouri State, Northern Iowa, Loyola, or Drake, or is it just gonna? I mean, either one of these four teams, obviously, they're in a position to win it. But if you if you had to eliminate one, can you? Well, right now, no. But after this weekend, you might yeah. have a little better picture of it. And I think all four of those teams, can't you look at them? They could all win a I think game they can too. A tournament, yeah, they're all that talented. So it's and if you look at the metrics of the valley, they're third in the nation in close games. Uh, I've got it sitting there somewhere, but like other 50-some games, it's a high rate, like 40% or within one possession of overtime. So you got to be able to make plays down the stretch, just like Drake did in overtime win at the McLeod Center. Uh, but when you look at these, Mosley for Missouri State, I mean, he's a big-time scorer, and they got Gage Prim inside. That's a dangerous team, but they don't have much depth. And no one wants to play Northern Iowa when you get into uh, March Madness. 
that's the way Ben Jacobson is. And this Drake team, exciting. When they can get going downhill and create turnovers, that team can beat anybody. Playing at a high level, going to be a fun one. 5 o'clock, Kevin will be on the call for it tomorrow on ESPNU. Kevin, uh, want to jump over to Iowa. The Hawkeyes had the game last night that was supposed to be played. Weren't able to get out there because of weather, weather to Columbus. Now Fran McCaffrey not going to be coaching on Sunday against Minnesota. What it means for you back in your coaching day when he had distractions, when he had things that crop up, things that you don't have control, and just how difficult it is kind of getting out of your routine that you get used to during the course of a season? Trent, I think this is a good thing for, for the Iowa team. This is a tired team. They got beat up at Penn State. Mm-hmm. They go on the road, they get beat up. I think this is going to be really good for them because you look at this. I know Fran's not going to be there, but they can get a win against Minnesota. Look at that schedule. At Maryland, a winnable game yep. with a rested Iowa team. Nebraska at home. Michigan at home. Michigan State home. At Nebraska again. It's a chance for them to be rested and make a nice run here because if you're in the Big Ten, the Big 12, those 20, a Big Ten 20-game schedule, this is the dog days right now. Mm-hmm. Now, in the Valley, it's a little bit different because they can see the end, and for them, it's senior urgency. But in the Big Ten, you kind of fight through this last week, and then you can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And Mac McClaws and I did the black and gold, and Mac made a good point. He said, this is a tired Iowa team. Keegan Murray's getting beat up every game. Indeed he is. You know, you mentioned Nebraska, Kevin, and they're winless in, in conference play. Boy, I hope they pick off somebody prior to the, that game in Lincoln. For whatever reason, it just when I look at the Iowa's upcoming schedule, it's just like this thing is jumping off my computer. There's a little glow behind this game. This, to me, is, um, it, it's, I don't know if trap's the right word, but if, if, if Nebraska is winless and here comes Iowa and they would have just played Michigan and Michigan State and go into Lincoln, a game that you should win, but they've gone into Lincoln with good teams before and that hasn't, uh, hasn't gone their way. Don't you want to, you don't want to be that team, obviously, playing that team that's still looking for that first win of the year late in the season. No question, Ken. It's a scary position for Iowa and just hoping that Fred Hoiberg and the Huskers get a win before you go into Absolutely. the pinnacle, into the vault, they call it, the bank. Yep. But that, and it's just like, uh, you know, Ben Jameson won that game at Evansville. He said, I just want to get on the bus and get out of there because you want to <laughs> win, get back on the bus, and get home. You don't care how you do it, just where you get the W. It'll be the same way for the Hawks when they go into Lincoln. But, Ken, I, I'm looking just what you're – I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing on this field. That is a frightening game yep. for the Hawks. And it's Friday night, what, three weeks from tonight, I want to say? Something three, like three that, or four? Yeah. yeah. anyways. Right around the corner. Yep. A lot of conversation about lineup changes and the starting lineup as it pertains to Iowa, what you do, try to ignite things, and really offensively, the calling card of Iowa basketball under Fran McCaffrey started to go sideways, as Fran likes to say here, over the last couple of weeks. What would you do to try to ignite things? And lineup changes, are they – just good for radio fodder and newspapers. What do they mean, actually, to an actual team? Well, Trent, here's when you do a lineup change. If you're getting really slow starts, which they have a little bit, I think that's why Fran's starting to look at that. But you're looking down this list, I mean, Toussaint, Bohannon, Ulysses, they go 0 for 18 at Penn State. A goose egg for 18. But then they have 12 assists and just one turnover between the three of them. When you do a lineup change, I'm not sure you're going to put in there. Chris Murray going to go in there? Uh, that's what I'd look at doing. But you have to know the personality of your team because a lot of people talk about Jordan Bohannon coming off the bench. Boy, I tell you, that's tough to do to a guy that's your sixth-year C 
senior and he's been with your team for so long to put him on the bench and bring him off. I, I think you might lose your team if you do if you do that. And we've seen Bohannon bounce back again, but that's another guy. He looks like he's tired out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. It looks like uh, the the college career, the long college career, uh, is is taking a toll. Uh, Kevin, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a really good environment tomorrow. Trent uh, looked online. There's a few general admission tickets left. There's one little pocket, and I think Trent said section A that there's a few seats left. But there's uh, the the Nap Center is going to be close to banged out tomorrow at five o'clock. You will have the game on ESPNU. I think it's be a great environment, Kevin. I really do. It really is. We have some hard hats in there. Garrett Sturch with the new hard hat. We saw a few last week when Loyola was in. And remember this, guys. Now, Northern Iowa's biggest alumni base right is here. in Des Moines. Yep. So that's why that's a huge game. I remember when I coached at UNI, we'd have a huge fan base down there because you've got all those teachers and those CPAs in the Des Moines area. They come out to the NAP Center. But Darren DeVries, Guys, I just did this. You know what his home record is in the nap in his three and a half years? Uh, glowing. To win. Yeah, it's 52 and six. That's that has become awesome. a tough place to win. That's awesome. Uh, and he's got his son with him for three more years after this one, and, and Tucker DeVries is really something. Well, he certainly made basketball relevant again over there on Forest Avenue. Yep, rooting for it. Uh, Kevin, thank you for doing this. As always, we'll catch up with you, if not next week because of the Super Bowl. We're going to be pretty busy, but uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks, if not before. Thank you, as always, Kevin Lehman. We'll hear you tomorrow on ESPNU. You and I and Drake, it's a 5 o'clock tip. Thanks, Kev. All right. My pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Kevin Lehman. As we uh, take a little look-see into the Valley. And thanks to Washer Systems of Iowa, our Valley coverage all season long presented by them. Pressure washers, getting everything ready to go. So uh, Jeff told us, uh, told me that heaters, out of stock right now. Really? Everybody wants them, and it's a cold time of year. But Oof. still got the washer systems, the pressure washers out there at Washer Systems of Iowa. You know, coming up this weekend, we're getting ready for Claxons. Mm-hmm. We got our kind of standard slate of basketball in there, yep. Pro Bowl, those kind of things. So you got the Pro Bowl. You got an all-star game with hockey. Yep. You got a NASCAR race inside the Coliseum. That's this week? I believe so. At least I, I saw, saw the, the commercial. Right, and the renderings yeah. for it. Yeah. There's a time-lapse video of it and how it was put together, which is incredible to watch. And I might flip over that. And you got Pebble Beach. I'll probably flip over and watch a few holes just because of the scenic route. Mm-hmm. And it's a pro-am, so you get the celebrities mm-hmm. there. It just... There's so many niche. We talked about the Winter Olympics at the top. Yeah. You can get a little bit of everything this week. Road to the Kentucky Derby with Albon yes. Crawford matching up. All these little niches that are each out other. there. College wrestling. Mentioned Iowa, yeah. Wisconsin with a point spread attached to it now. At Circa Sports. At Circa. It just on and on and on. It's going to be, I'm very interested to see when we come in on Monday what we ended up what you and I watch because there's just going to be so much kind of goofiness going on this week. Curling for me. Curling. And then the, then the three basketball games for certain. Trent, I look forward to this weekend every year. There's, there's two. I'm a Big Ten, Big 12 guy, mm-hmm. right? Because what we do. But I love Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Love it. You get it the first weekend in February, and then the last weekend of the regular season, you get the rematch. I couldn't care less. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't do anything. It doesn't move the needle like no. like it, it. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but it certainly doesn't resonate like it once did. Well, 
we will do this. We'll open up the phone lines. If you've been trying to jump in and getting a busy signal, we fooled you. We made them put them all on busy, but they're all wide open right now. For the first four callers at 515-284-5966, 515-284-5966, first four callers, we'll give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you will win a $35 gift certificate to Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Claxons BBQ. Phone lines are open now. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. We'll get to you. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving all new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 to get $280 in free bets if that team wins. And if you're returning customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with their same game parlays. You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO to get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. And if your team wins, you'll get $200 in free bets. Again, if that team wins... That's promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call... We make possible. Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back. Our final segment of the week, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We reserve that to give four of our listeners an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, serving barbecue in Altoona for 25-plus years. Uh, you can find them online, klaxonbbq.com, klaxonbbq.com. There you'll find the menus and pictures of the place, uh, the hours, etc. We'll give you four games. You give us the most right. Give you a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 John, Jeff, Drew, and Kelly in that order. John joins us first. Hello, John. How are you? Good. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing today, Doing guys? fine. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Texas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State tomorrow. I'm going to go with the clones. Iowa gives eight-and-a-half to the Gophers on Sunday afternoon. Boy, that's a lot without a coach. Uh, mm. uh, go ahead and give me Iowa. Okay. Drake, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over you and I? I'm going to go you and I. A big game in the Big 12, Kansas, Baylor. Pick them. Who do you want? Uh, give me Baylor. Uh, here's the tiebreaker, uh, John. Total points in the Pro Bowl, closest without going over. 41. 41. John, you have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff is with us. Hello, Jeff. 
How you doing? Good, thank you. Texas, five and a half uh, at Iowa State. Or, or, beg your pardon, hosting Iowa State. We'll do uh, Texas. Iowa is an eight and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Minnesota. Drake, four and a half over the Panthers. Drake. Kansas or Baylor, who do you want? Kansas. Total points in the Pro Bowl is the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. 75. Thanks, Jeff. You have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Drew is next. Hello, Drew. How are you? Hey, Kenny. Doing good, man. Wait a second. You live in the nation's capital. (laughs) I do. I got in, buddy. Well, I know you come back to your state here. So, uh, How is it out there? You enjoy it's not it? too bad. You know we're missing we're missing the snowstorm. It's almost it's still sixty degrees out here. So you know I I've, I've only been there once, and the thing that I remember about it is the traffic is just awful. Yeah, you got to stay off that parkway, man. That's what it was. You're right. It was the parkway. Anyways, Drew, good to hear from you. Uh, Texas is a five and a half point favorite over Iowa State. I'm going to go Texas. Iowa gives eight and a half to the Gophers. Uh, that's too many points. Give me Minnesota. Drake four and a half over the Panthers. Bulldogs? Uh, Kansas or Baylor? I'll take the Bears. Uh, total points in the Pro Bowl. Closest without going over is the tiebreaker, Drew. I'm going to go 53. 53. Uh, thanks for uh, being loyal to KXNO and still listening uh, when, you've, uh, when you've moved. So appreciate it, Drew. Good to hear from you. You bet, buddy. Good, Good to hear from you. Take care. Good to hear from you. Uh, and Kelly brings it to a close. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how we doing? Doing fine, thank you. Texas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. I'll take the horns. Clones. Uh, a big part. Hawks give eight-and-a-half no, to Minnie. No, 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 no. I got you. I want Texas. Yep, you got him. Uh, Iowa gives eight-and-a-half to Minnie. That's a lot, but I'll take the Hawks. Drake, four-and-a-half to the Panthers. Bulldogs. Kansas or Baylor. Kansas. Total points in the Pro Bowl. Kelly, closest without going over is the tiebreaker. What did our first guy take, John? 41, did he not? 41. I'm going to take 54. Kelly, you're in. Thank you, bud. Have a good weekend. Thanks, boys. Thank you. And uh, thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. So normally we'd be getting ready for our picks. Yeah, we don't have any picks this week. Thankfully, (laughs) it's coming to an end. Wait, you want me to bring up the record? No, I don't. I'm good. I went two again last week. I know. If you do 11 props, though, and you hit them all, you could climb above Mount 500. See, I'm not a big prop guy. I like to bet futures. That's yeah, my, that's that's my jam. Thing. Yes. And you got a good one there with Tennessee. Well, when I heard the news, I jumped right on board and 28 to 1, and now it's down like 14 to 1. And the news I'm referring to, and it's not a done deal by any means, right. uh, the rumor is, and it's more than rumor, uh, Aaron Rodgers has bought land in Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Knoxville. And they've got a good football team, and they've got a bad quarterback. Right. A serviceable quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is, is appreciably better. You can run the ball. you got a good defense. you got great receivers. Decent offensive line. It's the AFC. Maybe Tennessee makes sense. Saw it at 28-1, to jumped the board, and within hours, yes, it's into the teens. Because we talked about it. I looked at it. I didn't fire at it. Oh, I thought you pulled the trigger. No, got doing something during the commercial break after I had opened it up. And yeah, by the time again, I saw it. Same thing. 28 to 1 was not there anymore. 
Uh, you don't have a game tonight? No, night off has uh, got the daddy-daughter dance. Oh, nice, nice, yes. nice, nice. And then tomorrow you and your wife are going to the nap? That is the plan. Working Good. on some details, getting everything set up, get that sitter, and away we go for a night out. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. The game is on ESPNU. Well, that is going to do it for us for the day. Of course, there's still plenty of local programming coming up an hour and five minutes away from Murph and Andy, then the Fanatics at 3 Tomorrow morning, more local programming, 8 to 10. The Saturday morning pregame with our friend Sean Roberts, Justin Miller. Stansbury, is he a regular part of this now? He's in there often. He is in there often. Well, we know Sean Roberts will be here. Mm-hmm. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.